Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 235 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. This week we go deep, and when I say deep, I mean specific, into three places to drill down on recruiting research. So if you have a list of college programs you want to research, this is a great place to start. If you don't have a list of colleges, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episodes 207 through 210 and episodes 197 through 204, and then go to the recruit-me.com backslash system and check out the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. So take out your list of schools, go to a school's website, and the team that you're wanting to play for, check out their website and open it. We are specifically going to mine information from the team's schedule, the team's roster, and the team's coach's information page. Stick around at the end of this episode for a parent's question that many families ask and an answer that will help many, many families in the recruiting process. So let's get started on three ways to dig into recruiting research. First, the team's schedule. When you look at a team's schedule, you can gain numerous pieces of valuable and fun information. On many team sites, you can look at the current years or the past years. Because of COVID and the schedule adjustments, you need to look at both, present and past schedules. By looking at the schedule, you will see the school's conference foes and non-conference opponents. This is a great time to schedule an opportunity to watch a game on TV or watch a game live. Look at multiple years' schedules to see non-conference and conference games and see if the team goes on certain trips consistently. You can see if games will be close to home or near relatives or just in cool towns and campuses. If you've listened to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast since June 2020, you've heard me mention Parker, my son, and his trips with Northwestern Baseball. His trips and some of the family's trips have been to Arizona to start off the first two seasons. Before COVID, the Arizona trip was going to be an annual family vacation. And trips to Duke, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Kansas, Missouri, and Notre Dame for non-conference competition. And the Big Ten schedule of Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Illinois, Rutgers, Penn State, Ohio State, Purdue, Iowa, Maryland, and Nebraska. Three of these conference trips are near family, and some are very drivable for us. Also, the normal Big Ten conference tournament is in Omaha, Nebraska. Whether the team is Division I or any other level, trips and destinations are one of the many factors in choosing a school. A team schedule is also a backdoor way to find other schools or teams to do research on. There will be schools that you've never heard of and towns you never knew existed that will come on your radar. Most college teams' online schedules have hot links straight to the team's schedule and website. So let's walk through using a team's sports schedule to gain an opportunity to see or research other schools. So we will imagine that everyone lives here in southwest Missouri, and one of our local colleges is already on our list, and we are doing research on this school. We pick Drury University, which is located in Springfield, Missouri, and is a high academic and sports competitive NCAA Division II school. By searching Drury University, we find a link to drury.edu and the university's homepage appears. We want to look at baseball, so on the homepage in the upper right-hand corner is a pull-down menu that lists many of the pages to learn about the university as a whole. Listed on this menu is Athletics, so let's click Athletics. On the athletics page, 
DuryPanthers.com. You get to see current news about current sports, men's and women's basketball, volleyball, bowling, and wrestling. You see that the Lady Panthers basketball team is ranked number one in the nation in Division II women's basketball. On top of the athletic page are links to sports, non-NCAA sports, DU athletics, Fan Central, and tickets. Also, there are links to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If we slide the cursor over sports, then all the college sports are listed. Dury has 20 NCAA Division II sports for men and women. Each sport has a link for schedule, roster, and news. We click the baseball schedule and see that the 2021 baseball schedule is listed. On top of the baseball schedule are links to roster, stats, coaches, records, and more with a plus. So there is easy access to many other resources for Dury Baseball. Also, we can sort home games, away games, and neutral site games. And there is a drop-down for past schedules all the way through 2021 to 2008. Dury's first official game is March 6th at noon versus Maryville at U.S. Ballpark in Ozark, Missouri. There is also a history link about the games the two schools have played against each other. Maryville's logo is shown, and if we take the cursor over Maryville, there is a link to the Maryville Saints athletic page. As we scroll the schedule, you can also print the schedule. You see all the dates, times, locations, opponents, and whether the opponent is a conference or a non-conference foe. Because of COVID, Dury's current schedule is heavy on conference games, but they do have a few non-conference games versus local colleges like Missouri Southern and Joplin, Missouri, which is about an hour away. Now, this would be an important game to me because I love the seasoned wings at Hackett's Hot Wings in Joplin. Dury is also scheduled to play the Missouri State Bears in Springfield, Missouri. The Bears are a Division I school in the Missouri Valley Conference, and the actual campuses are only two miles apart. The Bears' home field is the St. Louis Cardinals minor league AA team's home park. What a great atmosphere. Here are all the GLVC Great Lake Valley Conference teams that Dury plays. University of Missouri-St. Louis in St. Louis, Lindenwood in St. Charles, Missouri, which is near St. Louis, William Jewell in Liberty, Missouri, which is near Kansas City, Rockhurst University in Kansas City, Missouri S&T in Rolla, Missouri, Illinois Springfield University in Springfield, Illinois, Truman State in Kirksville, Missouri, Quincy University in Quincy, Illinois, and Southwest Baptist University in Bolivar, Missouri. Some teams have a link to their stadium. The nicer the field, the better the chance there is for a link. Dury's schedule also shows where and when the conference tournament is. It has the dates of the Division II Midwest Regional and the Super Regional, and where the Division II National Championship is. The Division II Baseball Championship is held in Cary, North Carolina. So by going to Dury's schedule, we get to research more about Dury University, plus there are 13 other colleges we get to investigate. With the COVID adjustments, most teams are playing most games in conference, so there will be more teams to see from past schedules. Also, Dury is not playing everyone in the conference, so we can pick up more teams at Dury's level by checking the other conference teams' schedules. There are 16 baseball schools in the GLVC. Go to glvcsports.com to see all the conference teams. If we click on the Missouri State Bears link and go to their schedule, we open up opportunities to Division I teams and into the Missouri Valley Conference teams and their opponents. Using the schedules to expand your outlook on opportunities to play your sport is fun and exciting. This enables you to cast your net wide when contacting schools in your sport, any sport, for a scholarship or a playing reward. You can use this schedule resource for any sport at any level at any school. So let's go find some schools. 
by looking at a school schedule of a D2, a D3, or NAIA, or junior college, you can see if they play any upper-level teams throughout the season. Looking at a schedule can help you grade a sports program by the type of competition and travel they normally have on their schedule, and to be able to plan possible family travel. Also, you can get a feel for how many flights or bus trips a team may have. You can ask a coach when you meet with him or her on how many players travel to away games. Finding out whether they take flights, buses, or vans is also another good question. One other bonus of an online schedule is that sometimes the schedule will tell you if the games are broadcast on TV, radio, or online, and they may have a link to that broadcast. Many schools use this as a perk in the recruiting process. If you are considering a school away from home, then these broadcasts can help in your decision. Also check to see if a team has a JV or a reserve team schedule to help underclassmen players get some extra games and playing time. Past schedules will usually show game and season results. This is a quick way to see if a team is presently successful, whether the team has been historically successful, and whether they are trending up or down. Here is something to think about. More opportunity may be available to play if a team is a little down. Just a thought. Also, everyone wants to play for a national championship team at any level. Parker's opportunity came from a team that was traditionally finishing in the lower half or to the middle of their conference. A new coach and a team on the upswing gave him a chance. Now let's move over to the team's roster. The team's roster is a great resource to get a lot of various pieces of information. One of the first items could be the number of players that a team carries. Does the program carry over the maximum number of roster players, or do they carry less players? Ask the coach about the number of players they have on a team. Sometimes not all players are listed on the official roster if there is a JV or a reserve team. You can quickly see not only how many players a team carries, but what grade each current player is in. I would recommend that you list each current player under a column of freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior. This will help you to see what players and how many will probably be on the team when you arrive. You can also see each player's position. Look mainly at the position or positions that you play, and again, you can see how many current players might be there your freshman and sophomore years. Each player usually has a picture and their size, their height, and their weight listed on the roster. Again, you can compare the size of the player to your size to help you decide if you might fit at that level of play. And remember that these could be your teammates. But you are also going to compete against them for a spot on the team or for playing time. From the team's roster, you can usually see the current roster and past rosters. Most of the players' profiles show what high school or junior college or other college they transferred from. With a little investigation, you can see if this program gets or depends on incoming freshmen from high schools to build their teams or junior college transfers or four-year college transfers to fill roster holes. Some coaches depend heavily on transfers and some get transfers occasionally. Both are okay, but is a good piece of information to know as you consider any school. Information like this may show you that junior colleges are a good option to play for and then transfer. Also, I don't want you to be surprised when your team brings in a transfer your junior year of college when you feel you have earned a starting spot. Graduate transfers and COVID returning players are a factor in recruiting now. Speaking of not being surprised, you can learn how most freshmen and sophomores did on the team as far as playing time. Most sports rosters have a bio or a stats link for each player. If you find the player's stats, then I would suggest to click on it and see how many minutes, or at bats, or innings, or matches, or however you track your playing time in your sport. You can see each year's player's stats. Look at multiple players to get a feel for how underclassmen are used during the first two years on a team. 
If you know ahead of time some of the possible scenarios, then you may reduce some disappointment if you've been told that you will play a lot your freshman year. You can also compare a team's roster from year to year to see if players leave or transfer in or out, occasionally or frequently. Now, let's jump into the coaches. There's usually a link on the roster page for coaches, so let's research those coaches. Getting all the coaches' information is very important. It is nice to see a picture of each coach so you can recognize them at games, camps, and showcases. Most coaches' website pages have coaches' contact information, their email, Twitter, and phone number. You can also see the head coach, the assistant coach or coaches, the position coaches, the recruiting coordinator if they have one, the graduate assistants, or other volunteer assistants. You will just need to contact the head coach, your position coach, and the recruiting coordinator when you email. Information you gain here would be how long the coaches have been at that school, how the program has been historically, where the coaches have coached before, where they attended college, and whether they played college or professionally. A coach's past information can give you a relationship to talk about or email if they have coached or attended at a school near you, a school a relative or a friend attended, or works at. Parker personalized his emails to coaches by seeing the coach's school history. His current pitching coach is from Missouri and played at a familiar successful college in Missouri. Another coach coached a friend of mine's son at a college, so he dropped that connection in the email. A couple of other college coaches went to my alma mater, and Parker put that in his emails. Sometimes it's not what you know, but it's who you know. Use relationships to get a foot in the door. These are three ways to drill down on specific areas of a college team's website. I hope you can use the team's schedule, the team's roster, and the team's coaches' information to enhance your search and ultimately your decision to continue to play your sport in college. These may not be the most important, but an educated decision is usually a better decision. The last 10 episodes of 2020 had the 10 myths about athletic scholarships from the Recruit Me 3.0 athletic scholarship system. So to start 2021, I'm going to dip into Appendix C of the Recruit Me 3.0 system for frequently asked questions from student-athletes and parents. I hope you find this Q&A section helpful. Question. My son is a basketball player who plays the game excellently. He is a freshman now. We are doing all we can to prepare him for the next level of basketball through various camps and etc. What help and guidance can you give? Answer. First of all, let's say that I'm happy that you are starting early in his high school career to prepare him for the recruiting process. Many parents and athletes wait until it's too late. We recommend starting no later than your junior year, but even earlier is better. Without overloading you with details, here are a few things I would recommend to your son. Number one, keep your grades up. If you don't have the grades, you will eliminate yourself from many colleges. That is one of the biggest things that keeps student athletes from getting recruited. If you don't meet the school's academic standards, the coach can't touch you. Number two, choose your camps carefully. As you know, camps are expensive. Choose the ones that have good reputations and will have a lot of quality colleges represented. Once you narrow down to your college choices, probably after your sophomore or junior year, consider attending a camp at one of your top choices. Number three, contact schools of interest now. Write down your initial letter or email just so the coaches can see that you're interested. They are not allowed to contact you at this point, so don't expect a response. But they will start a file on you. Continue to send them updates after each season. I hope that this helps in the early stages. To learn the step-by-step -step way to get recruited, check out the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. Go to recruit-me.com system. 
The Recruit Me 3.0 is a proven step-by-step solution. Tools and resources, including video, digital, and audio, are there to help. So help yourself to an athletic scholarship. You get fast results. You can hear from college coaches in 30 days or less. It is easy to use. There are how-to videos that make it easy for you to get recruited. It is simple. Complete the fillable forms and email them to coaches. It has a history of success. Over 15 years of scholarship success with thousands of families. The Recruit Me 3.0 is empowering. You own the system and you control the recruiting process. It is affordable. It's $127 and you get all the video, digital, and audio resources. There's no risk. There is an unconditional 90-day money-back guarantee. Also, you get instant access. So check out the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System on recruit-me.com backslash system. Please share this episode with other families and student-athletes. I'll see you next Tuesday for another information-filled episode of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.